Hello, my friends. This is the Informed Catholic. And we're going to do uh, Monday's readings. We're going to keep it a little simple. Um, so let's start with the entrance antiphon. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon you, and you will be my witnesses even to the ends of the earth. Alleluia. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And this is the collect prayer. May the power of the Holy Spirit come to us. We pray, O Lord, that we may keep your will faithfully in mind and express it in a devout way of life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, so let's begin. Acts chapter 19, verse 1 to 8. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior of the country and down to Ephesus, where he found some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? They answered him, we have never even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. He said, How were you baptized? They replied, With the baptism of John. Paul then said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Altogether, there were about twelve men. He entered the synagogue and for three months debated boldly with persuasive arguments about the kingdom of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When you see how hard St. Paul worked, you get a picture of how hard all the other apostles worked. They really, I mean, when you see how Paul put his, his heart, his energy, physically, mentally, and spiritually into preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, going far and wide. I mean, he went places. He traveled. He really worked himself to his feet bled. He worked hard. And, and this is something that I think is very important, especially to these... Um, what do you call it? Prosperity gospel people. Paul did not get rich. Paul didn't live in a palace. Paul didn't have yachts. He didn't have mansions. Okay? He didn't have fancy planes. He didn't wear gold 
rings and wore $12,000 suits. No. Paul emptied himself of all his vanities. Paul loved the Lord Jesus. He loved God. His salvation was not in this world. His salvation was in Christ. His salvation and his home was heaven. It was not this world. Okay, all those things that you see these people living comfortably with fantastic clothes, jewelry. I mean, a friend of mine was telling me that he said he saw one of these uh, these prosperity gospel preachers, and someone pointed out his his wealth, and he said. My lifestyle expresses the lifestyle of God. That was that is blasphemous. That is from Satan. Saint Francis of Assisi threw all his wealth away. Okay. So many others threw the world away. They cast away the vanities of the world. The beauty of the world. The comforts of the world. Like the Lord Jesus said when John the Baptist um, was asking, are you the one or should we expect another? And when the Lord said, the, you know, the lame walk, the deaf hear, the blind see, blessed is he who is not ashamed of me. And as soon as they left, what did you go out in the desert to see? A man dressed in fine clothing. You, to see a man living in fine clothing, you have to look in palaces of kings and princes. All right? No, the people went out to see a prophet, a preacher, a man of God. Wealth is not a sin. But it's a sin when you use the word of God, when you use God's message to get wealthy. Shame on those people. Shame on them. Shame on them that they put a price on the Holy Spirit. May God forgive them for what they're doing. Paul did not nor do any of the apostles exploit the gospel. They did not make themselves, they did not become pimps and pimped, you know, prostituted the gospel for their, for their personal gain. No. They loved Jesus. They saw the word of God alive. Paul met him on the road to Damascus and his whole life changed. Everything about him changed from a persecutor and killer of Christians to a man who loved God and he gave his life up for God. We need 
we need to have that kind of attitude is hard because we live in a time of we live in a very ugly time it's a very ugly world we live in my friends it's uh people are unhappy and depressed people are unhappy and depressed and they're they're sad they're lonely they don't know what to believe they don't know what to make them happy nothing makes them happy to the point now that they're they they want to destroy the sex that they were born in and they think they can become something else and they're finding out they can't be happy they they need they need to hear the gospel and they need to hear it honestly they need to hear it with heart and soul not a sales pitch not a prosperity gospel they need to hear the truth they need to hear jesus they need to hear the truth let's move on to the next one psalm 68 and the response is sing to god o kingdoms of the earth hallelujah god arises his enemies are scattered and those who hate him flee before him as smoke is driven away so are they driven as wax melts before the fire sing to god o kingdoms of the earth but the just rejoice and exult before god they are glad and rejoice sing to god chant praise to his name whose name is the lord sing to god o kingdoms of the earth the father of orphans and defender of widows is god in his holy dwelling god gives a home to the forsaken he le- he leads forth prisoners to prosperity sing to god o kingdoms of the earth You know the um the first part here that says God arises and his enemies are scattered and those who hate him flee before him. I recently developed um an affection for the uh devotion to the holy face of Jesus. Um I have um I have an image of uh, the Shroud of Turin on my wall, framed, and I have a small one on my desk. And um, according to the devotion, the manual, the you know there's like um, <clears throat> thirty beads, thirty beads representing the thirty years of the private life of Jesus, and there's three beads aside that uh, represent the three years of his ministry and it's from i believe psalm 68 and you know the part here where it says god arises his enemies are scattered and those who hate him flee before him well the one that you recite says you know it's kind of a little adjusted 
let God arise. Let let all um, arise, O Lord, and scatter your enemies. And all who hate thee, let them flee before thy holy face. So you see, that's the passage. And, you know, you say that. You... Pretty much, is it's like a short ch- um, chaplet, basically, and there's nine beads, um, and then there's like in between, um, like there's three decades, and it's like I said, thirty, um, ten beads for each decade, and there's also in between, and then there's the. Um, uh, the three beads, which you know, which I mentioned, represent his three years of ministry. But it's a beautiful manual. It's a be- I mean, it's a beautiful ch- devotion. And you know, it's connected to the Sacred Heart. It's connected to um, the Divine Mercy as well. And it's all it's it's Eucharistic because it's the face of our Lord. The incarnate word. So important. So very important that I think we need to develop this. And I think this is a great devotion because it was rep- it was revealed to a French nun. And it was revealed, basically, its main purpose was to fight off Marxists, communists, socialists. Because they are all anti, anti-God and they are, as well as the Freemasons. Because secret society that hates the Lord that hates God. And we need to, we need to develop this. I mean, it's basically also connected to the, to the, to the veil of Veronica, you know, but this is important. It's important that we develop this devotion. All right, let's move on. Okay. Alleluia, alleluia. If then you were raised with Christ, Seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Take courage, I have conquered the world. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John chapter 16, 29-33. The disciples said to Jesus, Now you are talking plainly and not in any figure of speech. Now we realize that you know everything and that you do not need to have anyone question you. Because of this, we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you believe now? Behold, the hour is coming and has arrived when each of you will be scattered to his own home and you will leave me alone. But I am not alone. Because the Father is with me. I have told you this so that you might have peace in me. In the world, you will have trouble, but take courage. I have conquered the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So you now are speaking plainly, (laughs) you're talking plainly. And not in any figure of speech. Isn't that interesting? You see, I, I, I mean, they thought they understood him. They did understand him. 
But at the same time, they didn't. They said, now we realize that you that you know everything and that you do not need to have any question, anyone question you. Because of this, we believe that you came from God. <laughs> yes, he came from the Father, but he is God. That's the part they didn't get, comprehend. It's just really hilarious. I mean, and yet we know, we have to be honest, we would make the same mistake they did. We would lose heart. We would be confused. We would misunderstand everything. We would presume everything. And no matter how much he he explains things to us, we're going to get it wrong. But now, that was before he went to the cross and before they received the Holy Spirit. They, after they received the Holy Spirit, they were probably they probably wanted to kick each other in their own, in their tunics. <laughs> and then, you know, basically, or it's just, Jesus is God. Jesus comes from the Father. He shared and lived in the glory of the Father. He's God. Simple and plain as, as plain as that. He's God. But yet, why do we find this so hard to comprehend and understand? And it's probably because of our, our sinful earthly state. We don't want to change. Even after we convert and we do believe, we don't want to change. We don't want to abandon our sinful way of life. We like our sins. Even when they destroy us, we love our sins, right? But we know also that we have to change. We know this. We understand this. We comprehend this. But we're stubborn. Our sins will destroy us. Our lusts will destroy us. Our desire, and let's be honest, our love for evil will destroy us. So what's the problem? We're fighting against flesh and blood. And we're fighting against supernatural spirits. We know this. The best thing to do is just admit it. You need God. And you have to realize that your sins will destroy you. Your lusts will destroy you. The world will destroy you. You know, on the video on my phone, I saw this. these videos pop up on these certain political accounts. A guy is giant of a guy looked like he was more than six feet this woman was coming down the staircase she looked like a white woman may possibly a light skin maybe and he just punched her kicked her and punched her over and over again <sighs> a 
camera in the, in the staircase caught it. He just went back down the stairs and she laid there. You can see blood on her thigh and these two guys walk up and they get to the landing. It's a very narrow staircase and they just pushed her aside to go through a door, ignoring her. Ignoring her. Didn't do a single thing to help her. And then there was um, another one. It was in Brooklyn. And this woman, a young white woman. I don't know why. Six men. Were beating up on her. It, it, you know, she was white. They're black. At least... I assume black and Hispanic, maybe. And they were just attacking her, constantly kicking and punching her. There will, you know, we've become a more violent society. It is a more violent war. It's enough that we got the war in Ukraine going on. And we got shooting on the streets. And there's attack, random attack on women, violence against women, and I'm sure violence against men too. There's also violence. I've seen videos where men are being attacked as well. It's become a violent society. We're more evil than ever before. Yes, we are. We have a love for evil. We have a love for violence. We have a love for sin. If you love sin, you love evil. It's very, it's, it, it is no, there's no other way. Okay, it's, we all have weaknesses. The church, the Catholic church that Christ established, the church has two parts. One is divine, the other one is human. In its human element, in its human nature, it is capable of evil. And we shouldn't be surprised. In its divine element, it shows us the way to salvation. The problem is, is that we love evil more than good. And that's the problem here. Christ came because of this. And yet the world keeps turning towards evil. And yet, at the same time, because God respects the free will of man. He's not going to force humanity to love him. He's not like that. He's not a tyrant. He's not a dictator. He wants us to see him, acknowledge him, and then also acknowledge the evil that's in the world. All right. Um, let's uh, end it with a prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.